Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with Jacob Schroeder, CPA, co-founder of Haida Living and founder of Ascent Consulting LLC, about the role risk plays in our lives. Jacob and I discussed what it's like to evaluate risk as a CPA, how even playing it safe can be a risk, and how to determine a system to help decide whether a risk is worth it or not. Here's what he had to say. I think when you think about risk in CPAs, many of us are like, well, CPAs are not risk takers, right? And accountants are not risk takers. But I I step back and say, actually, we manage a lot of risk. Um, Even if you take an audit, most of our, you know, the things we do in an audit, everything from your materiality to your testing, everything we're doing is about managing the risk. So when we think about CPAs and say we don't take risks, actually we take risks every day. When you uh, give assurance on a financial statement, you're taking a risk, but you've managed the risk. So you are comfortable taking that risk, right? And to that same point, as we look at risks in the rest of our life and in our careers and in our professional you know, profession, where we're gonna go, what choices we're gonna make, those same principles can be applied of managing that risk and understanding what that risk is, which is a big part of, you know, as you're setting up an audit, you understand the risk and then you manage to it by adjusting your testing. Well, in life, understand the risk you're gonna take and then manage that risk by maybe hedging your bets or doing something on another side. So it's very much about learning to understand the risk that you're facing and then managing. And I love what you mentioned about being able to apply those principles to other areas of your life, because I think, especially with um, someone's career, you know, whether you're always aware of it or not, um, there is a level of risk involved in everything you're doing, whether it could be, um, you know, working at a job for five to 10 years or switching jobs or new projects that you take on. And it sounds like from what you were saying, Jacob, is that, you know, CPAs kind of have a different perspective on risk because a lot of them are managing it for, you know, their organizations or their clients on a regular basis. Yeah, and that's the thing I think CPAs have a hard time wrapping their head around that they are taking risks in those activities and therefore they don't wanna take a risk elsewhere. But I think they're uniquely situated to take those principles and apply them elsewhere, right? And um, the biggest risk you'll ever face is not knowing what you're doing, right? Like not knowing the risks is actually the biggest risk. So anytime you go and you're looking at a new, whether it's a career path, whether it's a job change, whether it's a new client you're going to take on, um, whether it's a new business you want to launch, understand the risks that come with it, right? Spend your time doing the research to understand what those risks are. Because just like in the audit or in anything else we do, if you don't understand the risks, you can't manage those risks, right? Because what you don't know is there, you can't manage. Now, anytime there's unforeseen risks, right? Which those are part of life. And we have to accept there's always unforeseen risks. To your point, in staying in a job for 20 years, there's lots of unforeseen risks. Who's your boss going to be? What are they going to be like? What are your coworkers going to be like? Is the company going to get bought? You know, there's tons of risk there that you'll never foresee. 
but take what you do know and build out a plan on how to manage that and how to limit the risks of what you do know. And that is what allows you to take risk. Because like, if I go that chance, it may appear risky, but if I understand it completely, I can manage that risk and limit the impact that those factors can have on me. And this might be too broad of a question, but do you think that most accountants have a, a typical approach to risk in their careers and um, job responsibilities? Or do you think it's really just dependent on the individual? I think it's very dependent upon the individual, right? Um, as accounts, we're very conservative. So I think many of them just say, I'm not going to take any risk, which is untrue because by saying they're not taking risk, they're taking, you know, they're taking a risk and just staying there and being there. Um, and, but I don't think there's a system that accounts go and apply. I think there is, and we're actually taught a good system of managing risk. Now you have to adapt that. So really, in many ways, accounts are taught a system to manage risk that other people are not taught. So therefore, if we have that system and we can successfully adapt it to our life and to the situations we face, we actually can be better situated to take risks than other people if we apply that correctly. Now that takes stepping back and saying, how do I adapt the lessons I've been taught from understanding financial risk and applying them in the rest of my life? Yes, that takes some work, but you're actually taught a system that can be applied in multiple areas. And can you tell me more about that system? You know, it, it goes down to, I'll just jump back to the, you know, we're all, we all go through audit classes and I don't do audit today, but you know, you go back to the simple basics of what do you first do? You learn about your client, right? So once again, if there's an opportunity that you have, go and learn about that opportunity, right? What's the threshold of risk, materiality? What is that threshold of risk in my new opportunity? Now let's test it. Let's understand what those things are and let's find out what some of those are. Now that we understand what those potential risks are, this is testing again, we build tests to offset that risk, right? Because we know there's a potential risk in an area, we're gonna test against it to make sure it's okay, right? We're building a system to test against it and to hedge that that's not gonna be a problem. So once again, in life, we realize there's a risk. So now let's build a system that catches us if that risk comes true. Um, and you know, it takes some adapting, but you're launching a new business, all right? That's risky, everybody says. Well, guess what? It's not near as risky if you start with $100,000 in the bank because you've saved up for it, than if you start with $0 in the bank, right? That's a simple you know, hedge against the risk because you understood what the risk was, now you went and hedged against it. And that's a very simple example, right? But understanding how to hedge against that risk. You, first, you had to understand it was a risk. You had to understand how big that risk was because um, maybe 100,000 isn't enough depending on what the risk is or maybe 10,000 is more than enough, right? But understand the risk and build the hedge against it which then gives you that protection just as if you protect against the risk of material misstatement in a financial statement. And you're doing that through your testing. That is your hedge in a financial statement you build that hedge in life as well as you look at opportunities. And it sounds like from what you're describing that this is a system that you know could be used to 
someone could think, okay, I want to do something, but is this too risky for me? And then they can apply that, that information to the system um, that maybe they've set up for themselves or figured out over um, a period of years to think like, okay, this makes sense versus, you know what, now's not the right time or I'm not ready for this yet. Correct. And, you know, obviously every situation is a little unique. So it's not like I can go build that system and be like, here's your work paper, go and apply this to your life every day, right? As you have opportunities. But very much so, if you understand the overall system, you can adapt it to your individual situation. Um, you know, still the cornerstone of this is really understanding your risk, right? And taking the time to do the research and understand what the potential pitfalls are and what may come. And understanding risk many times, that might not just be you doing that. It's talking to the other people who've been on similar journeys, right? It's talking to um, people that are smarter than us and saying, hey, what am I missing here? Or even, you know, if someone's like, well, even talking to a good friend of yours who is going to see you for who you are, many times we kind of uh, put rose-colored glasses on when we look at ourselves, right? And we don't really understand some of those pitfalls that we'll create in our, on our own as we go through that. So those multiple viewpoints on that is super important, but we really have to understand what we're going and doing and what the risks associated with that are and spelling those out. Earlier, we mentioned, you know, someone that's in the same job for 15, 20 years, that's a risk in itself. So I'm curious, do you think that there are various areas that maybe professionals should be thinking, how is this a risk for me? In what ways um, is this risky in certain areas that they might not be aware of? For example, like how staying in a job a really long time can be risky. Yeah, and I think this is always a challenging one, right? Because many of us, we come out of college, we go into a career and we're just in that career and we're heads down working. And that's just what we're going to do, right? And we don't really look around and saying, what am I giving up by doing this, right? Or what am I missing out on that I should be looking at? And that could be opportunities within your own company. That could be opportunities outside. Could be lots of opportunities that we miss just because we don't look at them, right? And I think that's an important thing to start with is, get your head up every once in a while and say, what do I want my career to look like? And what do I really want to do? And then if you really understand, in addition to that, part of that is knowing who you are, what your personality type is going to be, how you work. I mean, there's different tools out there that can kind of guide you in those things. So you can really understand you. And then once you understand that and really have some career goals in mind, now you can start adequately because now we have something, right? We're striving for something. Now we can start analyzing risk by staying where we're at versus moving versus doing other things. If we have no direction, if we're just there going with the flow and going along, well, you can't really measure risk because there is, you know, we don't know what we're measuring because we don't have any goals, right? But if you have a goal of becoming a partner, um, you know, now it's starting to pay attention. Okay, if I stay in this group with this manager, what's that going to do for my career long term? If I switch over here and I'm in this one, is that manager better or not? There's risk to moving, right? What if I don't fit in with that team over there? 
but I do here. But what if this boss is going to limit me? Okay, do I need to make a move or not? There's a risk by just staying here because there's a better opportunities elsewhere, right? The boss above you, you know, may never promote you and promote other people around you. But if you move over in another boss, you could move up right away, you know? So there is risk in just staying where we're at and heads down, whether that's moving companies or moving groups with inside the same company. You know, at the same time, moving has risks. So understanding those, that type of work, how that type of work, how that boss is gonna fit with you and who you are as a person and what your goals are is really important as well. So once again, so much of this comes back to understanding who you are, what you're looking to do and what the risk is that doing those methods are. Staying put has a risk because by saying no to other opportunities, you're saying yes to this one and is that okay, right? And by saying yes to an opportunity, that always has a risk as well because you're saying no to other opportunities. So anytime you say yes, you're saying no. But when you say no, you're saying yes to something else as well. So it's always important to ask yourself, do I want what this means? So even in making a choice in your career of where you're at, do I want what this means? Now to answer that question, you have to understand what you're getting and you have to really do some research and understand what that means. But until you know those, it's hard to analyze the risk. But those are important to do at the same time. Something I've heard people say is, you know, they're very risk averse. Um, maybe they try to take as little risk as possible because they think playing it safe is the way to go. But actually, that could hinder you. And like you mentioned, that's a risk in, it, in and of itself. Yeah, there isn't a life without risks. It's just which risk are you choosing to take? Um, getting up every morning and getting out of bed is a risk, right? So staying in bed every morning is a risk, right? Like there is no opportunity of, do I walk up the steps or not, right? Because I could fall down, but if I don't go up the steps, I never go anywhere. Both of those are a risk, right? Simple everyday choices. We are taking risk. And by staying where you're at, you are saying no to a whole bunch of things that could be better for you and maybe even less risky in the terms of risk than what you're doing. But you, your perception is not changing equals no risk and it's a false perception. And the challenge with that any time with perception is someone's perception is the reality. So your reality right now is that you don't feel like there's risk. So when, until you step back and really say and take time to look at the risk you're taking by staying there, you will always feel you're being risk averse by not doing anything, right? But once you really look into it, your perception is gonna change and you're gonna realize that that's a large risk. If someone was thinking, I'm not going to take any risks in my career, I'm going to play it safe because they think, you know, that's, that's their path to success. I'm curious, how do you feel, as, especially as an entrepreneur, that your perception of risk has changed? So what's the bigger risk? And this is the entrepreneur's answer, right? Charting your own way and determining what you get paid and if you have a job tomorrow yourself or letting somebody else choose whether you have a job tomorrow. That's the entrepreneur's answer, right? And clearly, if I say that's in somebody else's hand versus my own hands, that's a bigger risk because it's in somebody else's hands, right? So. From the pure entrepreneur perspective, 
many times that's how the entrepreneur looks at it. I'm going to launch my own thing because I'm in control of destiny, which means I'm in control, which means there's less risk, right? Um, where letting somebody else control that is clearly a higher risk because you really have no say in it, right? Um, if the company loses a client and somebody has to go, who's going to go? If you're the entrepreneur owner, it's not you. It's going to be an employee, right? If you're an employee, it's luck of the draw, right? At that point. So, you know, this is where, once again, understanding those risks and managing those risks by just not taking it doesn't mean you're not taking a risk, right? Like you are still taking a risk by not taking it. And I'm not by any means advocating that everyone should be an entrepreneur because it takes a certain personality, a certain work ethic, a certain mindset and outlook on things where you're willing to go do those things. Um, that is definitely different than an employee mindset. And there is not a right or wrong answer. But simply saying no because it's risky cannot be said without analyzing the risk you're taking anyways. And something that we haven't really discussed yet is, you know, sometimes you can uh, do all you can to plan and hopefully take a calculated risk that you you hope will pay off, but sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, the obviously what we're talking about here is something that's inherent with taking any risks is sometimes there's failure, sometimes there's mistakes. Uh, but the accounting profession isn't really one that's known for uh, being very accepting or <laughs> gracious when it comes to mistakes. So for professionals who are thinking about getting more comfortable with taking risks, how would you suggest that they go about that when, you know, I'm sure they're also thinking, I don't want to fail. I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. So I'm going to step back to more like the accounting in-house CFO style work a little bit and just draw an example here. And this actually comes from Greg Crabtree. And to me, this is like the simple way of helping break down the barrier, right? And Greg Crabtree always says, good data fast is better than perfect data late. So when you're actually issuing a financial statement, obviously you want it to be perfect, but when you're managing a company, good data fast is better than perfect data late, right? So once again here, that's saying, hey, moving is better than being perfect sometimes, right? In certain areas as a CPA, we really have to focus in and say, this has to be right completely. But at the same time, that doesn't have to be that way across our entire spectrum of things we do in life, right? And it's important to segment those places out where we cannot take risks and make mistakes, right? Issuing an audited financial, we want that to be very, very low and no and mistake free, right? Like that's an area that we need to be tight there. But that doesn't mean elsewhere we can't push those limits, right? And then, you know, so that allows us to start getting comfortable with pushing those limits in other areas of our lives. That getting comfortable with failure is a little bit harder, right? For especially for accountants, because that's a big step from everything has to be perfectly right. So, okay, good data fast is better than perfect data late, right? Like that's a step to go to being like from that to it's okay if I fail once in a while is a much bigger step, right? And hard to do, but at the same time, it's important to be able to do that. And, um, you know, it's pushing those limits 
And once again, understanding risk. So you start getting comfortable with failure by failing in things that are low risk, right? If I fail in this, it actually isn't going to be that large of an impact or that big a deal, right? So let me push the limit a little bit and see what happens, right? And get comfortable with that and say, all right, I failed. And that's kind of how you do it, which in any time, understanding those risks once again, and what does failure mean, right? And if you've hedged against that and you fail, I'm still okay. To my example before, it's like, we're gonna launch a business. I have hundred K in the bank. At the point where I've went through 50 of it, if I'm still failing, I'm going to pull the plug. I still have $50,000 that can float me until I find another job. I failed and I'm okay, right? Um, so it's learning to hedge that. So when you fail, you have a safety net below you that catches you, or maybe it's not a safety net. Maybe it's like at this point, I need to pivot and do something different. Like we can't continue down that train because that's a failing train. Let me learn to pivot. So it's, it's also part of that learning to fail is learning when to say it's a failure, um, and then changing course, right? we can stay on a failure too long and then that drives to true failure instead of taking the step off that we built for ourselves we can also cut projects short that aren't actually a failure we just didn't give them enough time so and once again that is a learning process i don't know how else to say that but it is really getting there and starting to fail at the small scale and being okay with failure pushing those limits and being okay if it fails in areas that aren't as important because of the lessons it teaches you. Um, you know, all of us wanna be known for perseverance, but we can persevere too long on something that shouldn't have been when we should have just been, let's give up on that one and go on to something else because we're just gonna persevere and make the situation worse. So the only way I know how to do it is to start small and it's a painful learning process, right? Sadly, I don't know the magic uh, wand to swing and. Uh, give people that ability. But I think it is very important to learn it and put yourself out there. And the more you learn with it, the more you'll be comfortable with it. Thank you to Jacob for taking the time to speak to us about evaluating risk as a CPA. What's a risk you've taken before that ended up paying off? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.